Bandits podcast. I, I'm eating a potato. Cello. <laughs> a hotel potato. Not delicious. You know, I personally think that ketchup is... I'm not a big like ketchup guy. Yeah. But if I'm eating hash browns or home fries, I need Do some good ketchup. Co- some people would not know the difference between yeah. hash browns and home fries. And there was no ketchup option at the Best Western Salina Continental Breakfast. You should um write a letter or five stars only. Five star- oh <laughs> shit. Comment. Oh my god. Yeah, five stars only. Get some goddamn ketchup yeah. in your Continental Breakfast. Five stars. Five stars. Um I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that Take and they need salt. There was no salt or pepper. Now, I can I can live. I can live. With the idea that, like a, you know, okay, we don't have ketchup. It's not really like a breakfast thing. But people put salt and pepper yeah. on their eggs and other breakfast Those items. eggs were pretty salty. Were they? Yeah. They salted their eggs? Yeah. Well, that's good. You were so, I'm excited is the wrong word, but like when we decided that we were going to have a marathon Saturday evening, two gigs, go to bed at five in the morning, wake up and do two marathon podcast episodes you we were like dude we can get breakfast and you were like i'm getting some eggs bro (laughs) (laughs) it's all about them eggs (laughs) and best western delivered on the eggs they did yeah so we have a hard cut today a 11 o'clock checkout time but if we're getting together it's we got to record dose and and actually dose well, we don't need to talk about the second. We're going to go to this episode first and only worry about this current palate cleanser right now. But first, housekeeping. You can't forget to do housekeeping. Don't forget to, m- now in order of importance, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars only. Yeah. We've already said in that, that. In that order. In that order. Subscribe, rate, review. In that order. Okay. And... Don't forget to hashtag Richard Patrick and all the time and all the time. human clay not gourmet and uh, thumbs down to the ground and we didn't really decide if we were you know what for now continue to hashtag ha- hashtag hashtag uh, cooking with gas with two s's um, five, five high fives five high fives all all of these uh, did we already say five stars only. Yes. Well, it bears uh, repeating. The hashtag, hashtag five stars only. And hashtag climax of the song, climax of your dong. Um, so, we just finished <clears throat> the Tenacious D uh, miniseries. Guys, go back and listen to the Pick of Destiny episode, okay? I'm looking at the podcast stats. And, like, for some reason, that one, people just skipped. People are just skipping that one. They love Rise of the Phoenix and they love Tenacious T self-titled. And Post-Apocalypto has only been out for like five days now. But it is already past Pick of Destiny. So what's the deal, bro? Why don't people like what Pick of Destiny? What is the deal? I don't know. We're not here to talk about and that, though. And it's a Of Destiny. Dude, Strawberry River, bro. I took a dip in the Strawberry River. Um... So, uh, now that we finished that miniseries, it's time to do a palate cleanser. And because season three's, uh, because season three's theme is soundtracks, which is why it was so appropriate to talk about the Pick of Destiny, which is only the true, the only true movie soundtrack of that bunch. I hope that's not why people weren't listening, because we're about to do soundtrack palate cleanser today, and that soundtrack is to the movie Escape from L.A., the John Carpenter joint. 
um, from 1996. It is a real gem. Um, we had talked about watching it together, me, you, and Josh. Mm-hmm. I mentioned on the Post-Apocalypto episode that part of the reason I didn't watch Post-Apocalypto was because I was busy watching Escape from L.A. Yeah. twice. Big mistake. Not a good movie. Um, but as I stick another potato in my mouth. Chomp. 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 Um, it is entertaining. Now, here's why I like to watch it. I look. I think what's cool about soundtracks is because it can, it can put a little bit of the things that happened in the movie in perspective, or maybe how you're supposed to read the movie, and vice versa. So, what was different though, and I realized this about Pick of Destiny as I went through this, um, as I went through the Escape from uh, Escape from LA soundtrack. Pick of Destiny is more than just a soundtrack. That movie yeah. is a musical. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. a different kind of musical, but the movie's a musical, and that's why I kept harping on the fact that you can really tell the story mm-hmm. from um, from the uh, from the soundtrack. This is obviously not true of the of most soundtracks. Like the soundtracks are in some way curated. Sometimes they write special songs for the movie, but in some form or another, the songs are curated to fit the movie. Um, whereas, at, in a lot of ways, the soundtrack to Pick a Destiny and the film are working together. Uh, the soundtrack is, is obviously, in this case, just meant to like color the movie, which is the more important entity here. So, with that being said, we so, w- so go ahead. Tell us about it. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> <laughs> believe me. <laughs> I will. Okay. So the. Uh, um, what I was getting to was that I won't go, we're not going to go like through the soundtrack and then, you know, talk about how that uh, plays out in the movie. Uh, I will just go uh, through the movie very briefly um, and and then kind of provide hopefully a little context for some of the songs. So Escape from L.A. is a se- uh, sequel to Escape from New York. Uh, Escape from New York came out, and I'm gonna do a bunch of incorrect facts, probably. But um, Escape from New York was like ten or fifteen years earlier, which I thought this—I thought it was kind of a new phenomenon now in 2019 that like sequels come out fifteen years after. Apparently not. Oh yeah. So th- this is like fifteen years later. It's uh, Kurt Russell is the main. He's the protagonist. He's an anti-hero for sure. Uh, he is. His name is Snake Pliskin. Pliskin, dude, that is totally the name of someone with that eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, Snake, even yeah. the Pliskin part. Oh yeah. It just hell yeah. Part of the eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Just very, I I don't want to spend too much time on this. Just like in Escape from New York, we're in this post-apocalyptic world where this, (laughs) this is another reason this soundtrack is perfect to do. So, um, Los Angeles has become a prison city and New York was too. So like the whole city is a prison for bad people. The movie starts out with, um... Oh gosh! It it starts with um, <laughs> a whole bunch of bad special effects, and um, and a president declaring um, that if you're not conforming to the moral America uh, laws he creates, such and such, that you're going to be stripped of citizenship, and then you go to this Los Angeles island, and that's where. You, and then you have death by electrocution. So the movie sets up like, hey, this world really sucks by having like people getting electrocuted in the chair and like little kids are just like standing in the hallway. So that's like, hey, guys, this is a bad place. That's how the movie tells you that. So um, then Cuervo Jones, the villain, uh, has, uh, he's a Peruvian revolutionary. He doesn't kidnap the president's daughter the president's daughter kind of like gets in with him Mm. so the the the, there's also some like doomsday device that they have that can like i'm gonna again this this is is such a cheesy apocalypto movie oh yeah yeah so there's a do there's a device that will like shut down it's basically a worldwide emp star um and I, i know again 
just watch the stupid movie, okay? <laughs> what I like about the movie is that the plot, like nowadays, sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, there's no plot there. And, or, or it's like, gosh, that plot was really complicated. This was a very simple, here's what happens. They bring Snake in, because he's like ex-CIA and he's a badass. Uh-huh. Bring in Snake Pliskin. They, they cut him with like so this girl walks by him with like this fake fingernail and cuts him and then they tell him you've been infected with a virus you will die in 24 hours you will die <laughs> you'll die in 24 <laughs> hours or no it's it's less than tw- it's like eight hours he has like eight hours until he just like explodes <laughs> explosivos yeah. he, oh. he has like eight hours until he dies and they're like you gotta go you get for you have to kill the president's daughter. They want him to kill the president's daughter, but I guess because she's too far gone or whatever, and retrieve this device. So, Snake tries to kill those people. They're actually holograms, which comes back later. But anyway, that's the whole the whole plot is he's got to get this thing in eight hours. So that's all that happens. I want to know about this doomsday device. What is this? Is this like a Death Star situation? Mm. Is this like a no, it controls satellites or something. I'm actually kind of on the Wikipedia page, too, so I can make sure that I'm not completely off the rails. I've only seen this twice. There was heavy drinking involved both times. <laughs> but, um, you know, the device is not, it's honestly not that important. He's yeah. basically, Kurt Russell's character, Snake, has to find Cuervo Jones and the president's daughter and... uh retrieve them bring them back right what i'm asking yeah is this like is this like a dr evil doomsday device or is this like the death star like which level dr evil okay so not that serious it's an actual it's it's like a physical it's like a floppy disk oh, or yeah. something that's that's what it's this really small thing you can hold this doomsday device in your hand oh right so so snake gets sent out um, he encounters many people, <laughs> kills a lot of people. Um, highlights include, uh, well, the two best highlights, and this is kind of, they get kind of late in the movie. Um, he, he escapes from, oh, he gets captured by these people who have had, it reminded me of Bioshock, the video game, actually. Um, the splicers in the game, which in Bioshock are people who have had so much like work done, like plastic surgery, like other like um, surgical uh, augmentations of your Im- appearance. Maybe that's the way that um, we've been. We didn't sleep last night. We just took <laughs> yeah. a little nap. <laughs> but, um, so um, s- similar thing here that he gets captured by this group of people who have had so much plastic surgery that they have to continue to have plastic surgery to maintain their shape. So um, it's a bunch of people with like droopy muscles and faces, really good makeup actually in this part of the movie. This is the only part that's like kind of cool, but they capture him and they're going to use the, they have to use real human bodies to like replace their own parts. Right. So it's kind of like a bunch of Frankenstein people and they're going to kill snake. What year is this? Uh, Dude, I think it's like, you mean what in the movie? Yeah, I think it's like, I want to look it up because I think I want to say it's like 2016. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I think I nailed it. It's like 2013. It doesn't say on Wikipedia, but it says that in the year 2000, an earth earthquake strikes, and then 13 years later, there's oh. this. So it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's basically now. Okay, so. Anyway, he escapes naturally, and uh, so he escape. Snake escapes that part with a potential love interest, who's then immediately killed. <laughs> and, and gone. Yeah, gone, dead. She was in the movie for like two minutes. It was actually the actress who played her. Have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen like Hot Shots? No. Have you ever seen Big Top Pee Wee? No. I don't know. She's a Hispanic actress that I recognize. Then. Uh, he he also okay so that's a good part second good part he gets captured by Cuervo Jones and is forced to play basketball to save his own life this has got to be the best part basically what they do is they say you have uh we'll say a minute i don't remember how long it is 
You have a minute to score 10 points. There's no defense. <laughs> you have to play full court. He just has to run up and down the court playing basketball with himself. It, he has to beat the shot clock, though. So if, if you don't make a basket on the shot clock, you get shot. If you don't score 10 points in this certain amount of time, you get shot. Um, and, uh, and those are all the rules. And and of course everybody's like, you can't do this. No one's ever won this. <laughs> no one's is, is ever he survived. And he's like, I know. I don't intend for him to survive or whatever. So <laughs> so they give Snake the ball and he makes a layup and then he takes the ball and he dribbles the other end of the court, makes like a little jumper, then dribbles the ball, takes it to the other end of the court, makes like a three pointer. So if you're doing the math, there. Oh, and there's no three pointers. Um. No, that three point bullshit. That's I'm just indicating the distance so makes a three-pointer ish if you're doing the math at home he's up to six points now he needs 10 to survive but time keeps like winding down like he is really up against it so the next shot he's like yo, he's getting tired he makes like a half court shot but then by by this time it's like oh my god there's hardly any time left he gets the ball under the basket you can see where this is headed bro he gets the ball at one end of the court, times down to like two seconds. He just throws a full court dime to make the shot. So just the most incredible. I mean, it was bad basketball, but it was also like, oh, this guy has to be the greatest sharpshooter in the history of the NBA. Yeah. So he, they want to kill him anyway, obviously. And, uh, but like this, the president's daughter actually, of course, is coming around to like liking Snake. So she's like, no, you can't kill him. Um, so he gets away from that situation. And then um, the other highlight is when he surfs through L.A. There's a tidal wave. Peter Fonda shows up with a surfboard, and he's like, Snake, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Hang 10. He, he's, he's never surfed before. And uh, he surfs a tsunami wave. So he's, like, chasing Steve Buscemi, who's, like, a weird, like, uh, can't tell if he's a villain or not character. Um, at one point, he definitely uh, sedates Snake. So you think he's bad. I think he's just one of those characters who's, like, he's a mercenary. He's oh. good for whoever is paying him or whatever. But at, w at one point, Snake is surfing the tidal wave behind Steve Buscemi, like chasing Steve Buscemi while Steve Buscemi is driving. So, <laughs> so. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so it is a real gem. Um, the movie ends basically with Snake, the president's daughter and, uh, yeah, just Snake and the president's daughter. They get back. He So Snake delivers the goods, obviously, but he's done a little bait and switch. Mm -hmm. He gives the, he gives the president a fake, the the fake doomsday device or whatever like he's tricked the president um the hologram thing from earlier s this snake is actually a hologram then snake uses an emp to like put you know cut out all the electricity in the world and basically like bring everything back to zero and that's how the movie ends so was there supposed to be a, a third one i don't know man i maybe i wonder uh yeah i don't know it's been it's been another like fifteen years, so that means it's time. Kurt Russell's getting old though. Anyway, so that's kind of the movie, right? Not a great um not a great like telling by me, but what I will say is that I think you get the idea that it's hard to know if this movie is serious or not, right? So like I'm talking about there, there's all this like Kurt Russell plays it completely straight totally not not serious yeah yeah I kind of think that too um like okay he's surfing a tidal wave right playing basketball for I his would think, life so let's get to the soundtrack though the first song on the soundtrack is a song called Dawn by Stabbing Westward it goes a little something like this <laughs>
there's that. Does that song sound like it has a sense of humor to you? <laughs> no. That's kind of my point. Is like that song is so serious. But I'll say what I'm going to say when we get to it. Okay. Um. So that song you. I only played a little bit because that's all there is to the song. There's just two parts, that little slow riff, which I think is sort of cool. And then the like wah pedal chorus is a wow 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 now, which I'm kind of into. Mm. Um, I have Stabbing Westward's first album. Oh. And they are not, they are humorless. Mm. Poor humorless bastards. Um, but that song's okay. It's not great. I have no idea what it has to, I don't remember it in the movie at all. So, second song. Sweat. And this is why we're doing this episode. I'm going to fast forward. I mean, this song's good, but I'm going to get to the part that I like a lot. The little bridge part. So that's Sweat. And that's Tool. That's from... That's like the first song the Tool had. Like when you bought Opiate. Which mm-hmm. was like Tool's EP. That's the first song on it. So, do you think Tool would allow their music in like a serious video? But they're young at this time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you think they would allow it in? What do you mean? Like, we we're talking about how they're like some jokesters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hint, hint. That, that might be a theme of the next uh, miniseries. By the way, we've said it already, but the next miniseries is going to be the Tool discography. So. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I also don't know how soundtracks are selected. I don't know if, like, they were like, hey, Tool, can we use this song? And they're like, sure. We think this movie is tongue-in-cheek and funny. Mm -hmm. And we're tongue-in-cheek and funny. And so, yeah, that's cool with us. Or if it's more like a behind the scenes like tools music is owned by rhino records or whoever oh, like and and yeah. like they j- i mean i know tool has some they have to have some rights i, I just don't know how that works mm, and interesting but um but uh honestly i don't think it's just because it's the tool song and that's the one i'm familiar with but th- this is the only song i remember like in the movie i'm like oh that's when that happens he mm-hmm. he's walking into this like this is it's like when snake gets to the like seedy part of LA. You know when on some level when you're in LA and the whole city is a prison, like you're protected when you're within the confines of the prison, like with the other police officers and mm-hmm. stuff, but when they send him out to um to get Cuervo Jones, like you know he walks out into you know this heap of like destruction and it's this tool song. Um so, it it's it felt like the feature song from the soundtrack. So. so is the soundtrack in order from the movie? I don't know, I don't know, because like I said, I can't, yeah. I couldn't even really tell. Like, you know how soundtracks are. Sometimes the song will be in there for five seconds and it'll right. be all background and like you never even notice. But the third song on the soundtrack is called "The One" by White Zombie. Dude, White Zombie's badass. Dude, this this sounds. This one is more interesting. Right, especially right here. It reminds me of that. Um, yeah. Probably. <laughs> so. I have in my little notes that is this the perfect song for this movie? <laughs> totally. <laughs> because it's like 
sounds like I'm a spy. And I'm gonna like <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like Get the floppy disk. Right, and it's also like he, Rob Zombie's kinda similar, like, is he serious? Or is this like it's all like kinda schlocky. That um, is totally the perfect song for this movie. I'm gonna fast forward to to uh, just one little part. Run, baby, run. Run away. Run, baby, run. Escape from L.A. So, probably written for the movie. Yeah. I'm not certain, but... Um, the Toadies make an appearance with song number... F- the Toadies of, uh, of Possum Kingdom fame. I didn't either. I and so and that's where we're gonna do a little disservice because like I don't know Toadies well, but it's like, uh, is this something they do a lot or is this just kind of a crappy song? Right, like this Possum Kingdom, yeah, the outlier. Yeah, Uh, because this one is like the melodies really have to. the guitar parts, like, otherwise it's sort of cool, but overall it's just him, like, yelling, and it's, like, half a melody. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay, but it's not terrible. Um, but I'd skip this song if it was, like, on a regular album, and it wasn't. You know? um, so the... the uh, yeah, I know what you mean. The next song on here is by Butthole Surfers, oh. which are, they are really a wild card. Yeah. Like, sometimes they do really cool stuff. And What's and the song? This song's called Pottery. <laughs> You just heard basically the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's more to this song, I, I guess, but, like, I again, I put in my notes, like, lots of telephone distortion and lots of wah pedal all on the, on the, uh, one and, the yeah. end of every beat, like, wow, 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 the whole time, including the guitar solo. Um, it's, it's, again, I'm not into it, but. Me neither. The, and and this is the first song I think. So we're on song five. That's the first song, but it starts a theme of telephone distortion on the vocals for like the rest of the album. Um, this is the one I'm really excited to get to. Song six. Here we go. This is the one that you said, "Dude, Limp Biscuit." <laughs> oh yeah. Snare, dude. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Limp. This is a late night. I like this part. That's cool. You look cool right now. I'm not the one to turn out lights. I'm not the one to make it all come true. Oh, yeah. But I am the one who looks good at too. But I am the one who looks good at too. That's a good one. Oh, wait. I should. So, anyway, that is not Limp Biscuit. That is Sugar Ray, friends. Really? Sugar Ray of I Just Wanna Fly and uh, that other famous song they have. The hell? Yeah, that's Sugar Ray. I love to tell people that Sugar Ray used to be a metal band. This is this song is from their first album in '95 called uh, what's it called? Um, 
I didn't write it down. Are they the most evolved band of all time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely they are. So the song's called 10 Seconds Down. Um, it is, it's, their first album is all of that. It's basically that kind of thing, like thrashing, Damn. like metal. They, they were metal heads. Then they wrote Fly and got super famous. And then they were like, well, this is what we do now. <laughs> we write songs like Fly. Uh, what the fly so high? Um, <laughs> it it's really broy. It's really like yeah. it's a bad it's a bad song. But I do like the little verse thing. Um, it showed a little restraint. You know, mm. you don't usually get that in metal, like a undistorted hook. Um, but then at near the end of the song, they do kind of like a Rage Against the Machine thing. You know, we when we did Evil Empire, we talked about. One thing Rage likes to do is, um, is uh, like kind of <laughs> they get done with the idea for the song and then they're like, let's just tag this on the at the oh, end yeah. too. And it's like a it fits, but it's Bad like a different riff. song. They kind of do the same thing here. I'm just gonna jump right into it. No fade in. Maybe here it comes. That is that's um, a rage song, right? Totally. I like it though. I mean, it's yeah. like second rate rage, but like I'll take it. Um, it's like a knockoff brand cereal. <laughs> I'll yeah, take it, still, dude. Yeah, it still tastes fine. I mean, I'm not gonna brag to my friends about it. Yeah. This is Gravity Kills. It's a band name song. Oh, yeah. Blame is one of this one. Gravity Kills is a bad old band name. So, I'm going to back up to the beginning real quick. Whoops. I clicked it twice. So, just listen to the singer yell, I'll take the blame. Right. So my first thought is that guy sounds like the singer from I think the Hives. Um, oh. uh, I yeah. will. I want to get free. I want to get free. You know that song? It's a cool song. No. Um, but I know what you're saying. But he also kind of sounds like Brett Scallions from Fuel a little bit. Um, I know it's not Brett Scallions, but I wasn't sure. That this wasn't a side project of the guy from the Hives, so I did a little deep dive on on Gravity <laughs> on Gravity Kills, um, and I, I forget his name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna post some picture. Oh, Jeff Shiel, Jeff Shiel's the guy's name. So I did a little deep dive, and he's like on Instagram as like the Gravity Kills singer, and he's just like a dad. He like he's got all these pictures with his wife and kids at like amusement parks and stuff, and it's very sweet. And he's a good looking guy. I'll say that he's very clean cut, but it's like I'm just imagining this guy in this band called Gravity Kills and like I'll take that yeah. like real angsty and yeah. he's just now he's like I'm I'm just a dad in khakis. Does you he know? still play in the band? I don't know. I mean, I didn't I guess I didn't I said deep dive, but I didn't dive that deep cuz I don't know if he's uh you know still playing with them or not, but um not really I don't really care that much. <laughs> <laughs> about it so um this uh, you heard the whole song like it's it's not great blah, 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 blah. i'm gonna bring up the volume again so i'll play a little more this sounds like a fuel song like a bad there's not that much to say about it. i don't know this song's okay it's just 
This is maybe the most interesting one on here. A little Tori Amos. This is the third single from Tori Amos' Boys for Pele. For Pele. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, I do not like Tori Amos. Like, my girlfriend in high school, Tori Amos was like her. And like there are a lot of, I think Tori Amos spoke to a group of people that I just was not, namely women, right? Um, but I mean, this. I mean, listen. Just like my daddy. Is it just the most '90s thing in the world that this? I was just about to say that. Super '90s. Yeah, I mean. Listen to this chorus. Super experimental. <laughs> Some experimental yodeling, dude. <laughs> The most, and that's the most dangerous kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, um, that that song's rough, man. I can't, I can't pretend like, oh, I'm smart enough to enjoy this. Like I hate it. Um, but kind of interesting. Supposedly, this song is about Courtney Love. It's called Professional Widow. Like mm-hmm. I said already. Um, and it's supposed to be. Apparently, it's about. You know, sh- it's allegedly. I don't think Tori Amos says allegedly. This. Allegedly, it's about Courtney Love, um, and somehow about how Courtney Love ruined the relationship between Trent Reznor and. Uh, no, no, I'm messing this up. Like Trent Reznor says that the song is about how Courtney Love divided Tori Amos and herself somehow. Dude, I feel I like know. Courtney Love just gets in everybody's business. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, like, I don't know. I this there's another time to talk about yeah. corny love, but like, we're you know it's one of those like where there's smoke, there's fire deals. Like, uh, like everybody seems to have some sort of beef. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she's probably just <laughs> not that cool, you know. But uh, but I don't know that corny love. Come on the podcast though, if you want. Yes, um, we'd take it. Uh, the next song <laughs> is a song by a band called Have you, you know Ministry, right? Or you've heard of them? Maybe this song's kind of cool. At least I, I think it's kind of cool. Dude, hold on. What band does this make you think of? Last night. All the rocking we did. Right. Uh, I'm going to pull this up on YouTube. Um, so I don't know how loud it'll be, but let's see. Yeah. Does that sound similar at all? Jesus. Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah. So there was that song, and here's this song. I'm, I'm, I know it's like ringing out. Yeah. Um, I'm smiling giddily because I hadn't actually checked that. that. I just, I was hoping that I was right. And that those two were the same. Because in my head, I was like, I think that sounds like Sin from Stone Temple Pilots. And I'm smiling ear to ear because I couldn't have been more right. Those two sound very similar. Um, this song's pretty cool. Kind of reminds me of if Interpol was a good band. You like Interpol? I don't. <laughs> uh, but... You know, again, telephone distortion and like kind of plain vocals, yeah. like not much movement in the melody, but but I kind of like it. But do you know who plays bass for Ministry now? No, Paul Damore, or I hope I pronounced his name right. From Filter, from Tool. R- oh, the yes. first bass player, so the bass player who's on Sweat on this album, huh? Now plays for Ministry. So anyway, that song's kind of cool. Here's another song called Fire in the Hole. If I didn't tell you the name of the song, 
you would have been able to figure it out very easily. Speaking of things that suck, that song's, I mean, you heard it. That's the whole song right there. It's not uh, great. Um, but uh, the bass part's okay. I do like, it kind of rips into a guitar solo here um, at like the two-minute mark, which is kind of fun. I'm going to play that real quick. Like what? I was going to say like Kurt Hammond, but not really. I, no, no. The tone yeah. is similar. You're not wrong. I kind of agree with that. The The music's not at all similar, really, yeah. but like the tone is there. I get what you're saying. Um, so here's a song that absolutely could not be... An, like It could only have been written for this movie. This song is called Escape from the Prison Planet. Your eyebrows went up like West Fairmount Blues, dude. This guy, I think, sounds like, like if uh, Chris Rock was Oh, yeah. <laughs> sound like this yeah. Bodies are crass, skin marks are measured. The stories in the paper you say, boys. Dude, this is Clutch. Really? Yes. Dude, I don't. I had never heard of Clutch. How do you know? Dude, I'm into my experimental blues, dude. Are you serious? You just knew that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, we probably shouldn't tell the audience that you hadn't listened to this at all before. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, it is cool that you pulled that out. Yeah. So you know other Clutch songs? No. I just... <laughs> You're just familiar with Clutch, yeah. the band? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's incredible. I'm really impressed. Are they from California? I don't know, no. man, but you should stop while you're... That you're way ahead now. I won't even bug you anymore about how you didn't bring your headphones or the or correct the, cable. Or the cable, <laughs> You had two jobs. I redeemed myself. <laughs> redeemed. Holy moly. Um, yeah. So, um, my favorite part is of this song is when... They're talking about escaping from the prison planet. But then he's also like, you know what? Let's just throw a little reference to Planet of the Apes in there, too. That's right, escape from the planet of the apes. Um, we are gonna pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, pick next up song. the pace. Here's a Captain song. Not this time. I never found you. You got yeah. story. Hard stop. Go on. I don't know who it is. CIV. No, no. It's called Etu Brute. Etu Brute. You heard everything you need to hear. I don't mean to be dismissive of punk. You know, yeah, I, I like punk, but you just heard basically like we're yeah. not here to analyze punk. We're here to analyze this soundtrack. Like you can see where that fits into this soundtrack. Like mm. they wanted a punk song. So they picked this sh crappy song. Um, here's something I'm interested in. This is um, this is an all female band called Sex Pod, which seems a little like of the times as well. 
<laughs> I don't think an all-female band would be called Sex Pod in 2019, but it's a song called Foot on the Gas, which I th- actually think is kind of fun. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm surprised because it's a girl band. I'm surprised because it's kind of buried at the end of the soundtrack. Um, intro's kind of cute. Yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna skip to 115, which is like the chorus-ish area. So here's my thing. Here's my thing about. Oh, I didn't need to back up, but um, my thing about this song is that I do want to talk about female bands for just a second. Like, there's not a lot of. Obviously, the it's very disproportionate in popular music. Like male singers that, um, or, or popular bands rock bands specifically with male singers versus female. And I don't, I think people think it's like, because like rock is supposed to be like super tough and Mm -hmm. women are supposedly like gentler or something. I think that's like the implication a lot of the time, but I listening to songs like this makes me think, no, that's not what, what makes this song different from like, no doubt, no doubt doesn't really rock. And granted, they're not really trying to be the same band, but like but the the voice has to match the aesthetic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like and this like sort of like spacey, like reverb heavy vocals, like that work her voice matches the song really well. And the song still rocks. Yeah. Um the to me the Donnas do the same thing. It's total it's a totally different sound, but like the Donnas are like, okay, our singer is not a traditional like female diva singer. Like mm. she's not technically proficient. So we're going to be the female ACDC and it totally uh. works. You know what I mean? Um, so um, I don't know any other songs by sex pod, but I just kind of feel like this at least is an example of they used what they had correctly yeah. and made a song that rocks with a female singer. Um we're we can't spend too much more time on it. Here's they they end the soundtrack with this Deftones song, which this song just couldn't be more. Like you know how Deftones um, We've managed to go 48 minutes already, <laughs> and we're really not playing that much music. But my goodness, this song—it's this is the whole song. But my favorite part is that there's a hidden track. Like the song, the song goes for about. I'm skipping. Hidden around. track on a song, on a soundtrack. A soundtrack, yeah. So the song is really only like three thirty, but then it, you gotta wait like another minute and fifteen, and then it just you get it five more seconds. <laughs> Welcome to the human race. That's right. That was Snake Plissken. Oh right really? There. Welcome to the human race. Is that in the movie, or did he do that just for the soundtrack? Nah, I think it's in the movie. Um, so uh, that's it. That's the Escape from L.A. soundtrack. Um, we are on a little bit, as I've said a couple of times already. We are on a tight schedule. We got to check out at eleven. It is ten oh four, and we got out. a we got a whole other episode to try to squeeze in. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, I'm sorry about the cord, dude. Oh no, it's not the. I mean, we just woke up too late. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh 8:30 Dude. So you probably are you ready for a cover cut and uh hidden tr- hidden gem? Yeah, dude. On this? Yeah, let's do it. You think you could do it? No, but I want to try. Okay. What would you cover? Uh honestly that clutch song. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't pick. Uh, that's the one. Escape from the planet of yeah. the apes. Um, I would cover. Um, I'd cover sweat. Oh yeah, the Tool song. Like not not just because it it's Tool, but because I think it fits us more. Um, the one I'll go with the one I would cut the uh the Tori Amos song. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's really dude, bad. Experimental yodeling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> My greatest tool in singing technology. Yeah, I would cut the one that sounds like STP. 
Oh yeah, the oh the ministry one, huh? No, yeah, I would. Yeah, that song's called Paisley, by the way. Yeah, um, I would not cut that one. Yeah, that one song's great. Hidden gem, foot on the gas, sex pod. That's the hidden oh, gem yeah. for me. They are so hidden, you can't even like. Like I tried to like do a little dive on them. Like they don't have a Wikipedia page. There's no there's a there's like a music history something or other of certain bands and like female bands and there's like three sentences on them. Mm. So I don't know what their deal was, but very hard to find anything on. Do you have a hidden gem? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard because these weren't. I mean, the I hidden think track. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the hidden <laughs> gem. <sighs> Welcome to the human race. <laughs> So that's that, a sort of anticlimactic ending. Um, you know, this is what you get when you live the rock star life, though. You get things squeezed in there. Um, so without further ado, get we're going to move into the Tool. We're going to move into the Tool miniseries. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, yeah, yeah. Always great. next episode is going to be chock full because we're going to do two in one. We've got opiate undertow. I got a story. Yeah, a story. Bye. 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 Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. I got a story. A story once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hey, yeah. Oh, wah, oh, wah, oh, wah. And I got a story. A story once was sold. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. And I got a story.